0: In and across Chicago and over the internet, you can make a generous recurring gift by going to our website, urbanvillagechurch.org backslash give. And thanks for helping us with your ears, actions, and dollars to build up God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And now, here's the latest sermon. Our reading today is from Matthew 13, 1 through 9, and 18 through 23. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear, then, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, and who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty.
1: Good morning, everyone. For those of you who do not know me, um, my name is Paul Ortiz. I am an interim pastor here. My pronouns are he, him, and, and it is great to be with you this morning. Um, Please join me in a quick word of prayer to send ourselves. Holy One, thank you for gathering us here and for forming us into a community once again. As I um, share my words with everyone else who shared words, may we continue to hear your voice this morning. Speak to us, we ask. Amen. So quite a few years back, I used to work at a t-shirt printing company or a t-shirt company that some of my friends started here in Chicago. This was quite a while back. It was probably like 10 years ago. Hashtag decade challenge. <laughs> um, so I I would ride my bike every morning to this shop, um, probably about a couple miles. But when it, And I love riding my bike. It's like one of my favorite things to do, at least back then. And... When uh, it would get colder and darker out, I would take the, the CTA, like many folks here probably, uh, to work instead. And I would particularly take the Blue Line. And um, I, I remember getting off in the morning, uh, getting off at the, the underground uh, Blue Line stop that I had to get off at. And with the swarms of people, and to be honest, it was winter and I struggled with uh, seasonal depression so I wasn't always in the best mood. It was a big change in my not getting used to the, the weather changes. And I remember I would get off at the masses and we would uh, make our way to those really skinny uh, um, escalators, you know, those really long ones to go up to the street platform I'd be going up those. And I remember this one time, the first time I did this uh, for the year, it was, uh, I saw something different. As I went up to the ground level, you know, by those revolving gates where there is a little cubicle where the CTA worker usually stays in there unless you tap on the glass, you know, you don't really make eye contact. Um, This CTA worker particularly did things very differently. He did not stay in the confounds of the little cubicle. Rather, as, as we came up the escalator, I saw him out engaging with the crowd saying, Good morning! How's it going? Good day, sir. Have a good day. You know, just connecting with, trying to connect with as many people as possible. Uh, making eye contact, recognizing people's humanity. I mean, it was beautiful. I, it, usually, you know, the, the train stop is a place where you just rush through However, he kind of made it into a party. There were literally people high-fiving him. <laughs> However, again, maybe because it was winter and it was Monday also, I just walked by. I pretended not to see him. I pretended to have my headphones on even though I wasn't wearing earbuds. I was just not in the mood to engage with anyone. Um, even though secretly, deep down inside, I kind of admired that he was doing that. So I thought that was just a one-time thing. Now Tuesday rolls around, he's out there again, and Wednesday and Thursday, he's just that's just his thing, apparently. And eventually I warmed up and I started saying hi back. And he actually became one of my favorite parts of my morning. I just loved connecting with him. There were even times I would come up on the escalator and he, he wasn't there that day. I'd be kind of bummed, like, oh, he's not here. It's just It's just, you know, commuting as usual. And even after all these years, what really sticks out to me is how he would just indiscriminately just try and make contact with everyone, just try and wish everyone well, acknowledge them as people. And it really formed me um, to do the same, to kind of slow down. We live really fast-paced lives and kind of notice people and say hello at times. I'm not as a hardcore extrovert as probably this person was, but just that way of noticing everyone has really stuck with me. In today's gospel reading, Jesus offers us an image of the good sower who indiscriminately, radically, just throws seeds to all kinds of soils, right? We heard in the text read today this morning, uh, seeds are thrown upon the road where the birds come and snatch away the seeds. Equally, the seeds are thrown upon the soil that's not too deep. And so they're sprouting, but then it doesn't really last. Similarly, seeds are thrown upon the rocky, upon the thorny places that choke up the plants. And finally, seeds are also thrown upon the soil that is ready to receive the good soil, which produces fruits of the kingdom of God, Jesus says. Now, if you're like me, I've actually heard this one before since an early age, right? It's a popular story of Jesus. And I often had it told to me, or at least I understood it even until recently, that it was about what kind of soil are you? Like, are you good soil or my bad soil, right? Are you in? Are you out? Are you saved? Are you not saved? Are you liberal? Are you conservative? You know, which one are you? Or even in the other side of that, you know, which one are people I know? Are they good or bad, in or out? You know, it's this whole, like, classification system, kind of compartmentalizing people we know and who we are, and while it might help us make sense of the world to think of it this way, it's also a little problematic, like it builds walls between us. It's a lot of pressure to always be good. And, but as I was thinking about it this week and reflecting on the scripture, I actually thought about how in my life I've been all those kinds of soils throughout my life. There are many times that I feel God's prompting and I just kind of walk past like, like I ignore a friendly CTA worker trying to be nice to me. You know, there are times in my life where I'm really excited about the new thing God is doing in my life and yet it doesn't really grow to too much even though it was beneficial for a time and meaningful. And to be honest, there are times in my life where it's rocky, it's like desert and things die and I have to walk away from my faith but yet it leads me to richer soil. So I don't know if it's always a bad thing actually Maybe it's just part of a real relationship with God, a lifetime with God, that involves all those things. I was reading um, some biblical commentators talking about this, and it's interesting how the sower just spreads seeds everywhere and doesn't actually plant them. That sounded kind of weird to me. But in the, apparently in the ancient world, in that culture, it was kind of common to do um, actually gardening that way. You spread seeds, and then later somebody tills the ground and the seeds become embedded. So that's kind of common, like this generosity of seeds. But it's kind of a risk, right? We don't know if the seeds will be planted. We, you know, this idea is like God throws out God's grace upon us over and over, regardless, in different parts of our lives. Sometimes they take, sometimes they don't. Yet the sower is persistent. Another thing that um, and so while today's scripture some, often is interpreted as like being about the soil primarily, I think it's primarily about the character of the good sower who generally throws seeds, but maybe even more than that, it's about the resilience of the seeds that continue to last and continue to stay. Another commentator I read this week said that there are seeds that birds eat and kind of fly away to a different place, and then they poop those seeds in a different soil, and because of the the fertilizer in that and the the different soil, then those seeds sprout. And and another person mentioned that there are places, especially in the Middle East, where um, Jesus would have been speaking to where there are really dry patches of land that for months, there's no rain. And yet there are certain seeds that their resilience just stays in that, in that dry place. And once the rain finally hits that one time a year, then it converts the place into a place of, of producing. And so again, we see that there's this seed resilience that continues to insist and grow. In today's, um, today's scripture, Jesus gives us kind of like a breakdown of what's the parable kind of means, which he doesn't always do. And he, if you heard it today, he refers to the seeds as the word of the kingdom. The word, the logos in Greek, since the early church days, has been an, this idea that it is not just like an intellectual concept that we could accept in our heads or believe, but rather it has always been with God and is God's self given to us in Jesus. The Logos, the Word made flesh that comes to dwell among us in Jesus Christ. Again, it's this idea that the Word comes, like in the Son of Mary, to be enfleshed among us, kind of like a seed being planted. And so again, this points me to this idea that it's maybe less about the goodness of the soil and more about the resilience of the seed. About these seeds that come to us, about God's very self that comes among us, into our lives, into different parts of our lives that's faithful, continues to work in us, doesn't give up on us when we are in the patchy parts of our lives, but rather is always there waiting to be um, implanted and to grow. And so that, that helps me to move away from this idea of whether I'm in or out or bad or good. And it also helps me to see others that way, Right, we are all connected. We are all part of this earth that God loves, this creation that God gives God's self to equally, each one of us. Moreover, we are just people that we have good and bad days. Like right, we don't have to write people off. We don't have to compartmentalize folks as being in or out, because ultimately, it's not about our ability to be good. It's about the this generous, good sower. It is about the resilience of the seeds, which is Christ with us. There are a lot of times in life where I have felt the prompting of God to take risks in my life, to do things, to start a small group, um, to give of myself, give of my time and talents. And yet, I often hesitate because I don't know if either I'm good enough or the soil is good enough, Right? And yet, I think this is offering us an image of God who takes risks, who just generally gives. And we could also generously give to the world of ourselves. And sometimes we'll see the change. Like sometimes we'll show up to the protest and, you know, the teacher strike will work like the next week and results will happen. There'll be better uh, jobs for teachers and better quality care for children. And sometimes it takes a really long time for change to happen and I think that's okay because we're not called to necessarily save the world like immediately, but we're called to just have faith and trust that God is working through that, that kingdom logic of seed planting, of that slow and steady process that is resilient in the world. And we ourselves can participate in that and find meaning and life in that. Sometimes the soil will be good and ready, but other times it'll take much longer. And yet we know that God is in the world as seen in Jesus Christ. Back then when I was uh, working at a screen printing shop and uh, commuting to work every day in the blue line, I remember uh, there was a video clip that was shared of this very CTA worker that I saw on social media. It was from a news story. And his name was Carl. I don't remember his last name, but his first name was Carl. And they, they, they showed him like an action greeting people and they, um, they interviewed him quickly. And I remember him saying, like, that the reason he liked to greet everyone is he felt that his part of his job was to show love to as many people as possible. I think uh, Carl offers us an image of God of trying to show love to as many people as possible. And so does Jesus with the divine, like, the good sower. And so today I invite you to kind of move a little bit away from if you, at least that's what it's meant to me move away from this like in or out, good or bad soil, and towards focusing on God's goodness that tries to love each and every one of us in all stages of life. May we also do that as well as the kingdom of God begins to bloom in us. Amen.